Hi, this is Joshua Marsingill, and you're listening to the Abundant Encounters podcast brought to you by Bibles for All Ministries. You can find out more about Bibles for All at BiblesForAll.com. My wife Mary and I designed this podcast as a heart project to attempt to share um, some of what we've received from the Father. We believe that um, a relationship with God is very possible today. You can hear from your Father. Um, my sheep know my voice is the scripture. Um, and um, because of that, we want to um, you know, put, uh, put our faith into action and um, we believe that, that it's very biblical to do so. Uh, the scriptures tell us in the Colossians uh, 3 that we're supposed to imagine ourselves in heavenly places and, um, and believe that we um, can pull heaven to earth. That's the Lord's Prayer that he shared with his disciples. Um, you know, it's just so, so many things in the Word about receiving. And it's good to receive. It's our inheritance. If we, uh, if we struggle with false humility, then we don't receive, you know, because we think that, well, I, you know, I shouldn't have to, you know, I shouldn't, I'm not valuable enough for those gifts from heaven and, um, and those things that have been promised to me, you know, that they belong to others. Uh, but that's not true. In fact, uh, it's it's very necessary for every child of God to receive uh, from heaven. And uh, in fact, it's it's the way of of the new covenant faith is is receiving. It's part of it. Uh, God gave His only begotten Son, and that's where it started. Right? He gave us so much. He's given us since the beginning. He's extremely generous. And today is, is a good day to receive. So this podcast is broken up into two different parts. Uh, the first part is uh, reading from the scriptures, and the second part is an activation. In Romans 10:17, it says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. We want to both hear and have faith. And so this is helpful knowing that when we read these scriptures, it will, the Word has its own ability to build faith in us. And so we put that responsibility on the hearing of the Word, and then our hearing will increase. So those promises are both equally special, and so that's why I repeat that at the intro to these a lot, because I want you to understand that what's happening here isn't all on you. There's something uh, coming from your experience with the Word that is going to allow you to have better experiences and connection with the Father and with the Son and the Holy Spirit. So without further ado, I want to begin reading from Exodus 33 and 34. The reason I chose today's uh, scriptural reading is I really want to share one of the most life-transforming moments I ever had with scripture with you. And so we'll begin with uh, here in Exodus. Exodus chapter 33 verse 7 and I'm reading from the Message Bible. Moses used to take the tent and set it up outside the camp some distance away. He called it the tent of meeting. Anyone who sought God would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. It went like this. 
when Moses would go to the tent, all the people would stand at attention. Each man would take his position at the entrance to his tent with his eyes on Moses until he entered the tent. Whenever Moses entered the tent, the pillar of cloud descended to the entrance to the tent and God spoke with Moses. All the people would see the pillar of cloud at the entrance to the tent, stand at attention, and then bow down and worship each man at the entrance to his tent. And God spoke with Moses face to face as neighbors speak to one another. When he would return to the camp, his attendant, the young man Joshua, stayed. He didn't leave the tent. Moses said to God, Look, you tell me, lead this people, but you don't let me know whom you're going to send with me. You tell me, I know you well and you are special to me. If I am so special to you, let me in on your plans. That way, I will continue being special to you. Don't forget, this is your people, your responsibility. God said, my presence will go with you. I'll see the journey to the end. Moses said, if your presence doesn't take the lead here, call this trip off right now. How else will it be known that you're with me in this, with me and your people? Are you traveling with us or not? How else will we know that we're special? I and your people among all other people on this planet Earth? God said to Moses, All right, just as you say, this also I will do, for I know you well and you are special to me. I know you by name. Moses said, Please let me see your glory. God said, I will make my goodness pass right in front of you. I'll call out the name, God, right before you. I'll treat well whomever I want to treat well, and I'll be kind to whomever I want to be kind. God continued, But you may not see my face. No one can see me and live. One of the many favorite things that I have about the scriptures that were just read to you is Moses is developing boldness and speaking to the Lord. He says, Look, if your presence doesn't take the lead here, call this trip off right now. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Uh, only you can say stuff like that to good friends. Um, but not to people that you barely know, you know, they would basically break relationship with you. And, um, and that's kind of the story here in Exodus. There's a few things that have happened before we got to Exodus 33, where I began reading. And um, one of the key parts is in Exodus 23, where it says that God, God says that he would send an angel with, with uh, the tribe of Israel to guide them. This was uh, when Moses is receiving the first uh, two slabs of, of the Ten Commandments and, and what was waiting for him down the, the mountain, Sinai, was uh, where Aaron the priest had, and his partner that had been his best friend for such a long time 
was there leading all the Israelites astray with some golden calves, right? And um, so the trials and um, trouble that Moses uh, faced was tremendous. And so, and then before Exodus 33 and Exodus 32, there's a part where it says, in verse 1 it says when the people realized that Moses was taking forever and coming down off the mountain so Moses was developing a deep attachment to the presence of God his value for the presence of God had tremendously increased at this point because he was seeing it as the only thing that could sustain him and so he kind of uh, bravely speaks to the Lord and says, you know what, if this, if your presence isn't going with us, then we don't have a deal because it's not going to work anyway. I'm not interested in it not working. I'm not interested in being here as, and it would feel like torture to me, honestly. And so one of the reasons I brought this scripture up is because I remember this experience in my own personal life, um, early in my salvation. I was experiencing the presence every single day and a fear gripped my heart all of a sudden one day and it said and it was the fear that the presence would leave me and I said whoa if this goes away who will I be because it was changing me and it was guiding me and it was leading me and it was my comfort and it was everything to me the presence the reality of God was way more important than anything else that was available. It was more important to me than any speaker I'd ever heard. And in fact, it was more important to me, like Moses here and the angel, it was more important to me than the Word at that moment. That's that's a tough statement. I want you to understand where I was, and I was coming out of um, a lot of difficulties and uh, really uh, hard times in my life. And so I needed God to be real every day from that day forward. And I didn't know if he would be or not. So, um, but, you know, I I kind of wasn't able to read the Bible for a few days. And I remember I picked up and I'm reading in Exodus for whatever reason. And I read right there where Moses has the exact same I didn't know about it previously. I didn't know that this part was in there where he says, hey, listen, if if your presence isn't with us and we don't have a deal. I didn't know that was in there, but then I'm reading that and I said, that's my heart. I know exactly what that feels like. And, And I realized that Moses and I had a eternal connection at that moment. I said, this is, Moses is my brother. Moses is a relative of mine. He knows exactly what I'm dealing with. And it was my first experience with the the scriptures that just absolutely let me know that my life was in those scriptures. And I hope uh, this illustration, uh, me sharing this story with you, um, is helpful in helping you see that as well. We can always find ourselves in the scripture. The Bible was written for us. It's our Bible. It is an invitation into knowing something about ourselves as well as knowing the author of ourselves.
He's the one that wrote us, and He's the one that wrote the Bible. So in that moment, I realized that Moses and I had been written together. We were a string of the same thought, a hope that God had for humanity to long for Him. And I also realized, of course, because of the story and because of Moses' bravery, that there was going to be more and that God would commit himself to me and to the journey ahead of me. Um, since that day, I can testify that the presence has not left me. I have not had a desert season, as so many Christians refer to. Uh, God has been extremely faithful in my life and has taught me how to, how to be with Him, how to move with Him. And um, when I feel uh, a lack of presence or anything close to that, I know that I need to push towards Him and not away. But I, I made Him promise that day to live my life with me, and I recommend that you do that as well. And um, the only reason I, I recommend that you do this is, is not because I want you to be like me, but because I know that as human beings, we do not have the ability to live our lives in a way that feels, feels fulfilling if we do not have access to the presence. And it doesn't, it's across the board, every, rich, poor. I've worked with people, I've counseled people, and I've known this about us all. We all need our Father. And without him, the worst is that we're complete orphans. We're desperate, and we believe that everything is against us. We're victims. Uh, and sometimes, oddly enough, we're not just, it's, that's not the only option. Sometimes we're heroes, and sometimes we're bullies. But all of those are orphans. That last scripture I read was was key and important for the activation that we'll do in a moment. Um, in verse 20 there it says, God continued, but you may not see my face. No one can see me and live. And I just wanted to touch on this for a second. Um, you've probably heard in some of the previous podcasts, I love the face of God. I used to be so afraid that if I ever saw it, I would die immediately because of these scriptures. The thing I didn't understand was that um, I live in a new covenant reality. I have spiritual life thanks to Jesus Christ who died and uh, resurrected again. And when he resurrected, you and I, we got up with him. And um, that new life, that new creation that he brought us into effectively left the old us dead on a cross. And that was actually really important. See, in Moses' day, he didn't have the option of that resurrection that we do, that Jesus gave to us as a gift. Um, so Moses would have experienced um, just a natural death. Um, but what we do is we experience a, a death and dying of that old self and a resurrection of the new self. So the, the face of God becomes a wonderful, wonderful uh, resource, a tool that can help us to completely just kill ourselves off if necessary 
uh, so that we can live. And it's so less dramatic than that as you go forward in your relationship with God, as you begin to get to know Him, when you look at His face, um, you you may notice something falling off. You may, you might not, uh, but it'll feel more like something falling off of you than like your whole life being uh, completely uh, redesigned or remade or something. So I um, I hope that's helpful. But right now, so that we can do an exercise, I want you to begin to ask the Father. Father God, please show me your face. Uh, This is pretty normal for this podcast, so I'm believing that a lot of you can see him, and if not, Uh, There may be some forgiveness that you need to do. Ask him. Say, do I need to forgive anyone? If you you can't see the Father's face, it may just be uh, because of the things that are going on around you. Maybe there's too many distractions. Um, In that case, I would recommend coming back and doing this uh, episode at another time when there's less distractions. You know, Moses had a tent of meeting. You may need to find a tent of meeting of some sort that you can kind of sanctify for these purposes. Um, it's just helpful. So, for all of us that are seeing the Father's face, I want you to take note of anything specific that just kind of happens to stand out. There may be a lot of revelation attached to what you're seeing and experiencing in the Father's face. And I want you to come back and revisit that. I want you to ask the Lord a specific question that I think will help um, in experiencing the presence either more often or to a a more deeper extent, a fuller extent. I want you to ask, Father God, am I ever alone? Father God, will you ever leave me? I know that these questions have simple and easy to remember uh, scriptural answers that may pop up in your mind really fast, but it's important to let him answer you as well. And maybe he is just using those scriptures, but um, maybe he has a, a unique way of explaining it. Ask him this, say, Father, is there anywhere in heaven that you are not? Is there anywhere I can go in heaven that I wouldn't feel your presence? 
ask, Father, can I have your presence now? Can I have more of your presence now? Begin to reach out your hands and pull um, just with your hands in the air and pull down his presence. I want you to look at it if you can, just kind of imagine what it would look like. And that imagine is from uh, Colossians 3. It says, imagine heavenly places and things in heaven. And pull the presence into you and just pull, pull, pull. I want you to feel the presence and all throughout your body. Begin with your fingertips. Um, some describe the presence as peace, or um, there's just some feeling, there's some reality that, uh, that we connect with, and, it's, and so we, we thank you, Father, for that reality of peace and, and uh, truth and light. And feel it in your fingers, feel it in your hands, feel it in your wrist, your arms, your elbow, your shoulders. Feel it in your toes, your feet, your arches, and your legs, your hips your torso. Let his presence completely fill your body. This is important. Feel it in your neck. Thank you, Father. Feel it in the back of your head. Thank you, Father. Feel it in the top of your head. Feel it in your face, in your forehead, in your eyes, in your temples, your cheeks, your chin, in your lips. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your wonderful presence. Ask Father, and keep feeling the presence as you ask. Ask, Father, can I take your presence with me everywhere on earth? Father, is there anywhere that I can go that your presence won't be with me? For some of you, it might be helpful to ask the question this way. Father, is this a game to you? Will you ever leave me without your presence? Now I want you to begin to ask him 
along these lines, those types of questions, until you really feel like you've dug out the core of, of whatever it is. Begin to ask the Father in a way that is personal between you and Him about the presence. so good and I believe that if you're following along in this process and I, I, I know a father that will be completely faithful to you he has been in, in me and he will be for you and that's the only reason I share these testimonies is because I know that this is part of my ministry this is something that I've received and it's something that I have the authority to give away so I pray right now in Jesus name that you would receive an absolute increase in the presence of God that it would continue everywhere you go no matter where you were no matter what was going on um, in the dark times and in the light times and the good times uh, and the bad that the presence would always be with you it wouldn't take uh, a difficult struggle or a tragic um, experience in order to have access to his presence but instead it would just be with you at all times and in those times when you need it it would be even more and you would receive increases that would continue with you for the remainder of your life i bless you in jesus name um, i bless you and i thank you lord for sealing all this with your wonderful blood for sealing it with your love keeping us in your presence thanks to what jesus paid for on that cross thanks to what jesus paid for when he resurrected with my life in tow in jesus name we pray amen Today might be a big new day, especially if it is the first time you used a prophetic act like this and got pulled into a real encounter with the living God and His heaven on earth. This determination may reveal how the same God has been encountering you for many years and will eventually reveal how God is really everywhere and in everything. The good news, He is for you and not against you. He's hidden there for you and not from you. Seek him and find him. Seek like a king before you share as his priest. What you begin to find and uncover will cross the boundary of word only and enter into your own truth. You'll begin to live there. We pray blessing on you. May you be prosperous today from the inside of your spirit, through your soul, and then out into every circumstance of your day. May joy, hope, and peace overflow from within you abundantly. God is not short on encounters, my friend. I pray 
that the supply of heaven fill your life with infinite wealth that overwhelms and overcomes every deficit of this world around you and others here in this world. In Jesus' name. To learn more, visit our website at BiblesForAll.com The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace.